Hey, welcome to episode 118 of the Never Iron Anything podcast. And welcome to episode four of Old Blokes Read Manga. Not so old. Um, this week we have a returning co-host, again from the kingdom of Dundee. Um, comics maker, creator and all-round shaker, it's Mr David Robertson. How you doing, dude? Very well, Tony. How are you? Very well, mate. Very good. We've been setting the world to rights for 20 minutes, but uh, we're, we're on air now, so we're recording. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, they're all sorted now. We can talk about <laughs> this. You can talk about comics. How you been anyway? You've been busy making comics as always? You've been yes. buying loads of comics? Yes, all of that, all of that good stuff. <laughs> and you finally um, completed your Battlestar Galactica collection, I heard on the podcast I, recently. I did, I did, uh, I did complete that. And uh, to celebrate, I uh, was getting ready for work uh, last week and uh, just had the TV on while I was, you know, getting my socks on. <laughs> and uh, for, uh, Forces TV, I think, or maybe History, or, or some completely... You know the, the wrong kind of channel. Yeah, you have to go to like, again, you have to go to channel like four hundred and thirty or something to find these yeah. things, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And I thought, oh, I'll leave this on, you know. And there you go. I sat there and watched the whole thing again, despite <laughs> having watched it when it was all repeated last year, having all the DVDs here and everything. So, that, and, no, that and not that, it. not that nonsense. The new series, which is actually rather good. Um, you, and uh, but you watched the original series, and then I heard you talk about the second. Was it the second season that was called Battlestar eighty or something weird That's right. like that? Yeah, Galactica nineteen eighty. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I remember well, that being particularly shite. Yeah. yeah. Well, I kind of liked it, but it did get pretty crappy. Yeah, I remember there was a scene where the kids weren't used to the Earth gravity, so they could jump up and down very high, mm. and they were clearly just on a trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It was not CGI in those days. You just had a big trampoline, and away you, yeah. and away you went. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Good so, stuff, uh, man. Well, we're gonna we we're gonna talk a little bit about that comic smell issue too, because that is now out in the wild. I own a copy. Thank you very much, uh, and it's very good. Um, and you should buy it. And we're gonna talk a little bit about other other plans you've got as well. Before we do, get well, Mike. Mike Sadaka is not well, and uh, so he texts me in the week saying he's not very well. Um, after a series of us having a go at each other for a laugh and just say get well soon mike um mm-hmm. the but as the final episode of um old blokes read manga you've chosen something quite um i'm going to say important something that has you know in, in the world at the moment we're talking a little bit about books that have been cancelled and this has been cancelled by quite a few schools um from their libraries and um, what have you chosen for us to talk about dude yeah, I chose Barefoot Gain, uh, yeah. a cartoon history of Hiroshima. Good. Keiji Vol- Nakazawa. Volume 1. Now, we're just going to talk volume about Volume 1, one because um, we both got a panic on and thought, oh, has the other person read eight volumes? And we haven't. We've just read the first one. Um, and we're going to have a little bit of a talk about the Japanese version, which I almost managed, also managed to snag a couple of weeks ago, um, which I've been sending you some panels, a sort of comparison panels today. Um, so we might have a little chat about that as well. Before we do, just wanted to say this deals with um, a nuclear attack on Japan, as we all are aware that you know Hiroshima and then Nagasaki was a number of days later. And we're going to talk about it. Now, I appreciate um, this might be something that people will find upsetting, uh, not just because of what happened at the end of the Second World War, but also because of the, the threat that the world... And certain parts of the world find themselves under unnecessarily, in my opinion. Um, so we are going to deal with it with sensitivity. 
Um, I have to say, I was a child, I don't know what you were like, Dave, but in the 70s and 80s, I lived through school lessons and on how to build a shelter. And we had TV series like Threads or When the Wind Blows. So I mean, we sort of grew up under this sort of threat, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's got a lot of memories uh, lying in bed in the middle of the night, listening to planes going over and wondering <laughs> Is that if, if this was it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know it sounds overly dramatic, but it was kind of just part of the fabric of life, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was in music and television, movies and the news. You know, it was the sort of Cold War period we were living under. And th- I have to say, reading this from the outset, reading this comic, as you may choose to do if you haven't already, um, uh, for a couple of months ago when we we agreed to do it, um, it was I found it quite haunting, man. It's 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 almost to me a horror comic. What do you think? Uh, I can see why you might say that, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, let's start with you. So um, from sort of how we're going to run it a bit, we're going to talk to Dave about his origins around um, manga and how he first got exposed to it. We've talked, Dave and I have talked at length, anyone who listens to this regularly, about um, his comics history in American and UK comics, but we've not really heard from you about how you discovered manga. What was the first exposure to it, mate? Well, I would say the first exposure was part of... Uh, my first visit to a comic shop uh, in Edinburgh in the, well, it would have been 87, 1987. Okay. And uh, when I went in there and there was all these different comics that you're not able to get in newsagents and what have you. So I was just looking for loads of whatever I could get, you know. Yeah, it's quite a revelation when you finally get to a comic shop, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And I was young enough, though, that, you know, I, I don't, I didn't have a job at that point. So it was like I'd saved up three weeks pocket money or something, you know. Yeah. So I was looking for stuff. And one of the things I picked up was the the first issue of The Lone Wolf and Cub. Okay. From the first comics. Yeah. Which had the Frank Miller cover, you'll you'll know. Gorgeous covers, man. Yeah. Yeah. And that was um let's let's have a You still owe that yeah. one? Do you still own that comic? Yeah, I do. Good I've man. got it here. Yeah. And uh, Kazoo Koike. Koiki, yeah. Koiki. And Kojima. Is some it? Shock Kojima. And, uh, is it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, We're yeah, going to be bad Kojima. at this, by the way. Yeah. Sorry, sorry about that. Apologies <laughs> to everybody that's got a clue. I don't have a clue. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah, this was, this was. Um, I guess it was that Frank Miller. T- we were all in that time. We were into Frank Miller, eh? We loved him, didn't and, we? Yeah. And if he was saying this was great, well, I was going to give it a go. Yeah, and, and it, uh, I did it, enjoy it. Yeah. In retrospect, there's loads of manga influences in Miller's work, isn't there? Which you can now see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, everything from, I mean, Ronin. You can tell he was reading yeah. it. And yeah. Putting that in. So that was the first one. Okay. And and then I would say soon after that, there was uh, Akira. Yeah. I remember some of my friends when Marvel started publishing that and and then that the the animated movie came out that was big news yeah um although i didn't really i didn't buy akira myself at the time but i I remember being aware of that one yeah and then uh the uk the the dark horse uk started that manga mania magazine i do know i got some through the post yesterday i for a bit Ah. of nostalgia i thought i'll i'll send off and i got some through and um I think um, if you listen to the Awesome Comics podcast, we had um, Helen McCarthy on, and I think she uh-huh, had a yes. hand in the start of it, actually. Oh, ah, okay. She had something to do with it, yeah. 
And Akira was in a long, a lot of those, wasn't it? It was. Do you know what? I've I've got it here, and I'm just looking, and it says contributing writers: Ellen McCarthy, ah, issue, there you go. issue one. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, yeah. So, so what were are. the stories in that first issue of that one, man? So we've got uh, Godzilla, of okay. course. Akira, Appleseed. Yeah. And uh, I think that's the main ones, and then there's different articles introducing different things like games. Yeah. Anime. You know, there was that whole. Um, after they brought out Akira on VHS, they kind of they got up and running, didn't they? And there was yeah, lots was of these the, anime. I often say that in the UK as the sort of first burst of it, really. Mm. You know, and we got all the stuff like Crying Freeman and um, yeah. Ranma and, um, 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 like you say, Appleseed and Evangelion and Macross and all that sort of thing just really piled in, didn't it? You know. Yeah, and mm. it, I think it left a lot of confusion because. The, the company putting out the anime videos had called themselves manga, hadn't they? That's right, yeah. So that was like, that just caused confusion for years. And if, well, is that manga or anime or what? It's all just mixed up, you know? Yeah, we didn't know, do we? <laughs> and you had, I think, Ninja Scroll, Gunsmith Cats, that sort wow. of thing, didn't you? Do you remember all that? All those sort of names are sort of rem very reminiscent. Um, yeah. And I think I, what they used to do in that as well, they'd give a little chart of the most, the biggest selling DVDs, wouldn't they? Right. As well, I think. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think if I'm fine. I've got one to hand. Um, there we go. Armitage 3, um, mm -hmm. Vampire Princess Miyu, Goku Midnight Eye, uh, Street Fighter 2, Pat Labor Double Pack, Giant Robo, Vampire Hunter, Fist and All-Star. Yeah. All those familiar titles, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, did you run with that for a while, or did you just buy the odd issue? Or... Well, I've, I just bought the first one. Okay. And then I thought, okay, I've done that. <laughs> I, have to say, I have to say that I was, um, I've always had the attitude since forever that uh, I sum it up as, if it's a comic, I'm interested. Yeah. No matter what it is. Now, I might quickly look through it and go, no. But, you know, that's where I start off from. So I just, I never, I thought manga's, were comics you know so i was going to look at them yeah. like you know a lot of people people our age maybe and older are like oh I hate, I hate that look at that you know i don't know that's not comics you know they're against it and all that i never felt like that but i was just looking for things that i might like yeah so it was it was just there or thereabouts it was never a big collecting thing for me but i picked up things that looked interesting here and there and going back to what you were saying about Frank Miller doing the covers for Lone Wolf, that gave manga a credibility to me um, that was pushed again when you were hearing, you know, a lot of people going on about the craft in Akira, which is obviously next level. Um, yeah, yeah. And it was different, but I was utterly up for trying everything. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, I think like we are now, Dave, to be fair, we're still that way, aren't we? You know, we'll still look at everything. Um, yeah. I have to say, the other thing I found interesting was that it was... I'm not a big animation kind of guy, but it was sort oh. of intrinsically tied to um, manga and anime. They're, they're one and the same in many ways, aren't they? Is Probably, that, yeah. Did you mm. watch much anime at the time? or? No, I, I bought the Akira... There was a double VHS. That's right. Of it, yeah. And I, got, I bought that. Yeah. But again, I didn't fancy any of the mm. other ones that... That I saw, <clears throat> you know, I never really thought I had to go and be into this now and get loads of this. Okay, 
you know, and I did that in all kind of spheres. Like I was big into public enemy, you know, and then people would yeah. hear that and go, oh yeah, well, you know, you'll love iced tea, you know. And yeah. then I'd listen to that and go, I don't like that. <laughs> and the people were like dumbfounded. What do you mean, you know? I think maybe we, with with Public Enemy as well, the same case stands, isn't it? We were kind of spoiled with the best thing, weren't we? Akira was, and yeah. in many ways is, considered to be one of the best animes. And, you know, yeah. there's no going That's to... Right. Apple Seed wasn't quite as good, you know. Mm-hmm. That's um, right. Yeah, the same, Do you know, same. The, one, the, uh, the one personally for me that, uh, you know, Gone, the dinosaur. Yes. yeah. Masashi Tanaka. Yeah. Now, I've got a... A story with this that they they used to sell that on H uh, HMB. No, it was probably Virgin Records at the time. Yeah, it was one of them. They had a section and it was like graphic novels, and then that would be manga. This was before the manga thing really took hold. Yeah, this, this would have been like the nineties, and they had this gone, and I thought, oh look at this, this little design, uh, little dinosaur, you know. And, yeah, and I can, I'll tell you, I can remember standing. And I opened it and I thought, oh, yeah. And you know, you sort of turn the page and you go, mm hmm. And then you turn the page again, uh huh. And it was like, bang, 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 bang. And I can remember standing there and it was like I got possessed. I was overtaken. (laughs) I was going, I was like halfway through the comic, turning the pages and, you know, was coming out in a sweat. And I was like, what's happening here? You know, yeah. The reading experience took over me. I remember putting it back and going, my God, what happened there? Yeah, that was that was the manga reading experience. Yeah, I think it's different from Marvel and DC and even British comics like that, isn't it? Because you have to study a page for so much longer. It's like yeah. the page turn is 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 almost a different experience, isn't it? You know. Yeah, but to me, something really clicked there when I read Gone, and it was scary. It was so different. It was, it was scary because I suddenly thought, "What does that mean?" I think that means that you read these, and suddenly all the you know fifty volumes, all the size of massive phone books made sense to me yeah i thought oh god yeah you'd batter yeah, through all them in like three weeks you know so hmm. that was quite a revelation to me gone i'm still fond of gone yeah i remember reading that yeah speaking of speaking of mike he'd probably like that little dinosaur comic wouldn't he oh yeah i've uh, i've spoke to uh mike about gone many times <laughs> the now we'll get on to the the speed of reading in a minute because it is slightly, I think actually think it's slightly different from the one you with the one you've chosen but mm-hmm. the one before we begin that I think there's the other question two questions for you firstly do you read in eastern format so being um an old bloke who reads comics not quite as old as me Dave but you our eyes work in a certain way when we read a comic don't they how comfortable yeah. are you at reading backwards or in an eastern format if you see what I mean well I guess you have to get used to it and i've never really had to do it that often Mm. i think most of these manga that i've bought have been reformatted you know they used to flip the artwork didn't they yeah and also they had to flip um the way that suits were done up um Mm -hmm. because the artwork would flip so you would have a man's you know the buttons are going different you know between men and women's clothes don't they yeah yeah there was quite a lot of work to doing it yeah yeah so i would probably say i've I'd have to get used to it, yeah, but I've yeah, not had yeah. too much because of the way it's done. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm in the middle of, uh, my son's got me reading Dragon Ball Z manga. Okay. Right. Um, and, and we've been watching the animation and that as that, and so I'm enjoying that. But I think uh, that one is, that's right to left. Okay. 
So I've been noticing, all right, okay, where am I here now? Yes. <laughs> you, know, you almost you catch know, yourself, like, don't you, reading the yeah. wrong panel all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I've so read thousands of pages of manga in this sort of project I've been doing. And I still do it. I still catch myself doing it. I did it again today. Yeah. You know, looking at the wrong panel first. Harbour, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose when we've been reading comics for, I've been reading like 50 odd years, it's sort of, it's just so ingrained, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, good. Yeah. So um, the other thing is, is I mean, you've touched on it there, outside of Dragon Ball, um, is there much else that you're reading currently that's manga, dude? Uh... No. No. <laughs> I'd say no. Okay. That. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, let's move on. But, Go on. What does what does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. I just okay. sort of. No, the only reason I ask is because it's it's had this sort of explosion in popularity, isn't it? You know. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. In the last, but you know, it's been twenty years or so now that this is just. Uh, this is like more mainstream now than like Spider Man or something. Comics. Not off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I've I've seen it increasing over the past, like in the scene up here, you know, younger people coming in. Yeah. Younger people and old fuddy duddies like, like us. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they're, they're just not, a lot of them, you'll know this, they're not even read Marvel and DC. It's just not on the radar. They're into all yeah. sorts of different things. And manga is big. Massive, yeah. And, you know, why not? You've got like some Comic Con coming up. Was it last weekend or this weekend? I can't remember. I was chatting to Tom about it. Um, like a uh, Dundee, it's part of the university or something. Oh, the decon, yeah. That's it, yeah. That's right, yeah. It's very manga orientated, isn't it, I think, from just very from looking so. at the photographs, yeah. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Are you going to go to that? Uh, no. I, don't <laughs> <think so. laughs> I did go to it before, but it wasn't really... Uh, there was a lot of things that I didn't... I wasn't really into, you know. Furries. Well, cosplays and all that. I mean, I think it's good fun, but I don't know. I feel like I'd rather maybe stay in. Yeah, read a comic. Yeah, exactly. Read a comic. That's the best thing you can do. And to tell you, absolutely heaving, by the way. It's not like just a little event. It's like it's like 5,000 people or something. Oh, it's is it? An absolute, it's an absolute throng going through the, uh, the university campus. And also, I work up there. So, you know, yeah. that's another reason to not go up on my day off. <laughs> yeah. True. Uh, but, you know, best of luck to them. Yeah. Right, so let's move on to Barefoot again. Um, how did mm. you become exposed to this book, dude? Can you remember? Yeah, well, this is a, another one that of the few comics I happened to pick up. And in, in, in the 90s, I found in, a, in an old bargain bin this uh, I Saw It comic. Oh, wow. Okay. So K- for those KG. that don't know, that's what came before this. So, yes. um KG Nakazawa did a book called I Saw It. Um, yeah. And he gave it to his publisher. And they published it and everything. It came out and everything. But his publisher said, why don't we do one? Why don't you do this as a sort of longer form? Uh, in Japanese, mm-hmm. it's Ore Wa Mita, is I Saw It. Um, and it's still available now. It's, you know, you, you can come across it reasonably cheaply. It's it's um, yeah. it's a much shorter and uh, looks slightly different, doesn't it, I'm going to say. Yeah, well, the version I've got of it has been really for. I mean, it's like a, an American comic book format. Yes, yeah. And and it's all been coloured, and uh, so it's all full colour, yeah. and it's like an American comic with, with this manga stuff in it. Okay. So, this was yeah. I thought I, I really liked this. To be, I did. Yeah. 
I think I was looking for things that weren't maybe science fiction or something. I think when they, they brought a lot of manga over, it was uh, science fiction and, and, and maybe superhero things. Yeah, it tended I, to be so, um, like big-eyed characters, you know, fighting robots yeah. and stuff, didn't it? There's a lot of a bit of magic and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this looked like I couldn't resist this. This was a heartfelt story. Yeah. This, this was really worth a read and uh, and quite unique to me when I got it. So that was um, that was my introduction to the story. And then I would have um, then I would have heard that yeah, as you just mentioned, it, it was expanded. There was a big they used to call it Gain of Hiroshima, didn't they? That's right. And, that was the original title. Yeah, that was yeah. produced. Yeah. So when that when it got to the early two thousands and they started bringing it out in new last gasp wasn't it yes last gasp. That's, that's right yeah so i thought well i'll get that yeah the the, the first volume of that okay well let and me then, i'll give us a i'll give it a little um history summary in a second but did you want to just tell everyone in sort of general terms what it's about dave hmm yeah well it's um it kind of follows this family uh before we get to the the, the big event actually that's the one thing we didn't be reading it I think I must have read I saw it a lot more than this. Okay. So it was taking its time. It really takes its time. You get to see, well, you've got the big uh, kind of exciting, so to speak, opening with the, the bombers and that, the American bombers. Yeah. But then you then you get the then you get the storyline of the the father who was uh, against war. Yeah, uh, the pacifist father is quite an important part of it all, isn't it? Especially in the first absolutely. volume. Yeah. Yeah, I thought his his character was really fascinating to me. Yeah, I found him. I found him really. Uh, well, it, yeah, as you say, he's very important. Yeah, and his thought and his actions impact the whole family, and the way other people treat the whole family because of, of his beliefs. Yeah. He's not going along with. Uh, well, he doesn't want to even go training for for the war. He he just thinks the war's meaningless and wrong. Yeah, and and so he gets arrested and. I mean, and don't forget, this is 1945, yeah. you know, things, yeah. this, the, you know, the Japanese war effort has really turned sour at this point, And everyone mm -hmm. is fucking starving and poor yes. and, you know, worried yeah. about being bombed, you know. That's right. Yeah. And the, the kids in this are, uh, are all hungry all the time. And yeah, it's, it's really, in fact, it's really tragic. I mean, they just have a bad deal the whole way, don't they? Yeah, they really and, do. And on top of that, they're the scapegoats of everybody else. Yeah. Because they're not just going along with it, yeah. You know, and they, and, they do uh, the the kids try and pull all kinds of strokes, don't they, to just to get enough money to eat. Mm -hmm. um, but their father's quite proud, isn't he? He doesn't really want to take money. He doesn't want them begging and stuff like that. You know, that's right. He he is he is proud, and he he's very um. Yeah, he's he's not going to move one yeah. bit, and you really see that when the son is he wants to fight in the war. He 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 goes away, and I thought that was a, a really good scene when he didn't want to see him off. Even you know, yeah. the older son, he didn't even want to go and see him off because he just thought, "No, you're being used, and these are just rich people sending us to go and get killed so they can get rich and all that." And it's yeah. nonsense. But the son is, he's wanting to go and fight for the country and all that. And and when he finally does turn up to to see him off that that was that was emotional yeah 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 um but that was uh there's a lot of things happened along the way that they, they treat everybody bad um again sister you know she she gets accused of stealing the money and all that and the, yeah. 
and she gets strip searched at school and everything, you know, all these terrible stuff. Um, yeah. So then, is that enough for starters? Well, well I, was, I thought we might mention the ending because I think that's kind mm, of super relevant. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it, it's so giving away who does. Bear in mind, this this comic is what fifty years old almost. So, um, so the main action takes place on August the sixth, nineteen forty five, um, yeah. at eight fifteen a.m. When one single bomb um, called um, was it called Little Boy? I think it was called. Wasn't it? Yeah, the bomb is called Little Boy. Um, exploded and it, it, this bomb doesn't hit the ground it explodes in the air um, and the white light exp- they said it was um, they, they referred to it as um, a quiet explosion a number of times in the stuff I've read of it and it, it goes off and Gen survives because of a wall basically doesn't he, he survives um, and he runs to find his parents um, Fucking hell, that moment, man, where you know he's trying to save his parents. It goes on for about, I suppose, about ten pages in the end. Um, yeah, and he's, he he manages to save his mum, but his dad and his is it his dad and his brother? Um, is it Shinji? I can't remember his brother's name now. But the um, the fire, they're trying to pull them out of the rubble of their house that's fallen down, and the fire's yeah. getting closer and closer. And, and basically, he watches his his father die, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. That that scene really sticks with you. And, yeah. and he's and the little brother, and he's like a heart to hearts, you know. He, he, yeah, oh, it's terrible. Yeah, and then there's the the page that I sent you through. The I sent you through the Japanese version of it as well, of the the horse on fire, um, which is the yeah. most incredible image. I just, it's not a perfect horse by any stretch, but it's, it's just so powerful, man. I just that page it blows you away every time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, we'll go a little bit more into the art and the story in a minute, but just to give you a little a sort of, um, timeline of what happened. So Barefoot Gen, a.k.a. Um, Hadishi no Gen, um, actually sold 10 million copies. Um, it wasn't an immediate success. It's loosely based on um, Keiji Nakazawa's own life. Um, as a young boy, um, he survived the Hiroshima bomb. Um, the comic, the story ran, as is the nature of um, manga in Japan, it ran in a weekly shonen magazine called shonen jump magazine but it moved um it it actually um didn't um make a lot of money initially and it moved into um, a number of smaller magazines it went into shimin which means citizen moved again into bunker hyoran which is cultural criticism and it moved again into kyoku hyoran which is educational criticism so it kind of moved into much lower circulation selling magazines that were more educational i think which kind of suits it in a way um as you said dave it begins in 1945 a number of days before the bomb drops and we see very cleverly um nakazawa shows us the family dynamic and he makes us acquainted with them before killing off half of them essentially um there's been three movies made um by tengo yamada between 1976 and 1980, two animes. I watched. I watched them actually. You can find them on YouTube. Very well done. Um, very moving. Um, they don't go quite into the um, the soap opera or the poor lives of the people that is 200 pages of this book that we've read. Um, it's a much more straightforward timeline. Um, there's a live action TV drama, um, and there's also a novel called Barefoot Gen. We'll never forget about Hiroshima. Um, it was. Like you say, um, um, Nagazawa's second attempt at telling the story. Um, And the first one was much shorter. 
Um, yeah, and initially it wasn't that popular. It was first published in English uh, language by Edu Comics in association with World Color Press in 1976. So one of the earliest manga to make it over here, as as you said, Gen of Hiroshima. Um, but it was initially um, again unpopular, weirdly, even in English language, and and was cancelled after just two volumes. Now there's, I think there's eight volumes in all, Dave. Do you know? I think that's right, isn't it? Two thousand pages right. sounds about right. Yeah. Um, yeah. 1982 got published in Spain, um, where manga was much more uh, much more popular earlier than it was here. So um, we hear, uh, I think Helen McCarthy, if you listen to the ACP episode she was on, she was talking about a lot of friends of hers who were coming back from Spain with this manga that she'd never seen before. And, like, it blow, you know, so they're thinking, what is this? You know, incredible. Um, there's even an Arabic version, which was published in Egypt. Um, I actually thought when you, when I was asking you about how you got into it, I thought it might have been because I know you're a, a fan of the Comics Journal and, and characters like Art Spiegelman. Now, he's a big fan of this, isn't he? Um, yeah. And he did the intro to this one. Did you? Did, is it the same in your version, dude? Yeah, that's right. He yeah. does the uh, he does the introduction. Yeah, and it's it's, it's quite an insightful one actually. It it talks about you know the impact it had on him and stuff. And he, I think he said he was suffering from a fever. He was ill in bed and he read this, and it's just utterly um, like burnt into his retina because he was sort of almost suffering a fever whilst reading this god traumatizing story. You know. Um, of what's happened um, it's so let's mention uh, Kaiju Nakazawa he was born the 14th of March 1939 in uh, Nakaku in Hiroshima he died the 19th the 19th of the 12th 2012 um, of lung cancer um, he, he moved back to Hiroshima later in his life still you know these manga cars they, they, they do last they do go on a bit you know um, mm. After terrible experiences, he moved to Tokyo in 1961 um, to work in manga. Um, his early short story work ended up in the magazines Shonen Geho, Shonen King and Bokura, um, as well as Barefoot Again, and I saw it. He also created um, Struck by Black Rain, and his work wasn't limited to Barefoot Again. Um, he, did, he even did some baseball manga, but um, I think he's probably best well-known for it, isn't he, for this. Um, yeah, the... We'll go. I think we'll talk a little bit about the themes, but did you want to describe the art? Because it's much denser than perhaps a lot of people expect from manga these days. Do you think, Dave? Well, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm probably not an expert on what people expect from manga these days, but yeah. this has got a fair number of panels every page. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Um, I mean, it can be. It can be six, eight, up to that, and plenty of dialogue in it. Yeah. Yeah, there's. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm looking at one now, and it's twelve panels, believe it or not. You know, which mm. is, which you know, is more than you normally get in a Marvel comic these days. Certainly, yes, yeah, it's, you know, it's not the gone experience. Yeah, reading this. Yeah, it's not like you do sit there with some manga, just turning page, turning page, turning page, don't you? Um, mm. But yeah, not so much with this one. How would you describe the actual art, dude? Is is there any way you would, or maybe anyone you could compare it to, or anything like that? Uh. Hmm. I don't think I've got the the knowledge of manga to really be able to compare. Yeah. You know, to other people. It's you know other. I think you could be mistaken for thinking it looks a little old fashioned, maybe. Uh yeah, probably yeah, probably because it is decades old, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's. I mean, it's very heavily inked, isn't it? He has a real yeah. heavy ink. There's yeah. no, there's very little that's done 
there's very little shading that goes on there's not there's not much in the shadows and stuff like that um it's very i know it's black and white but there's no gray gray stuff on it you know it's it's solid like that um mm -hmm. it feels a little bit underground to me if i looked at it now it it's the sort of thing that perhaps i would it's got a lot of textures and things in it okay. you know there's a there's a lot of a lot of line line work um not not quite not quite sort of etching but there's a lot of line stuff and um yeah. uh, line effects like around the sun you know you'll get the the, the, the lines coming out gradually to yeah. give that effect and there's even stuff that looks like zip a tone and that on things yeah you see that occasionally don't you i wonder yeah. how much i was just checking to see um how much of that was in you know zipper tone was used in the original and i can mm. actually see there's a lot more shading i think a lot of the translator and the people you know turning it into a western version would have to take some of that out um oh. to aid with the lettering and stuff you know to make it all match up um but they seem to mostly keep the same size of um um, bubbles in it, you know, word balloons and stuff. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, because yeah. sometimes there's not many words for yeah. the size yeah. of the bubble. Yes, well, I think the Japanese, because it's obviously written, it goes up and down, doesn't it, Japanese, rather than side to yeah. side. I suppose mm -hmm. it fills it in a different way. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I can see why it appeals to Spiegelman. I, I almost think that there's something similar with his work somehow. I don't know exactly if it how I can finger put my finger on it, but it's political, it's emotional, it's you know very brutal. It's you know it's it deals with very sharp and emotions. It deals with death very almost casually but impactfully at the same time. Um, yeah, yeah. It would have been a big indicator to him. Yeah, with lack of any really in America, certainly that that you could do a comic dealing with this worst of all topics, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, I mentioned some of the, the themes through it. Um, xenophobia and patriotism, it deals with a lot, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The, the, um, yeah, you know, the Yahoo, we're Japanese. Let's take out the, the Yanks, you know? Um, yeah thing um and the, and everyone's behind it there's a very there's a really interesting moment where the kids paint a p on the roof of their house the letter p um mm -hmm. because they've heard that the american troops were writing on top of prisons and when they were being held um so they know they they thought that'll stop them getting bombed um right and then yeah. there's the bit where they confront some prisoners isn't there don't they go to like a, a fence of a prison yard or something yeah that's it very, you know, it, it really, you really do feel you're amongst the lives of these people. I think, yeah, um, yeah, and and the fact that the the father is almost the only character that is pointing out that the wrongness of all this, yeah, is is very powerful as well. Yes, yeah, I mean, it, because because he does, you do get swept up in you know the war rhetoric yeah you know the amount of times they're saying we can't wait to go and kill all those americans and british you know yeah mm. and there's the the part with the son who goes off to be a pilot isn't there 
Yeah. I mean, that's quite a long section of the book, and which is completely forgotten in the animes, if any, if that's all anyone's watched. Right, yeah. It's quite a significant story, isn't there? So did you want to just mention what that was about, Dave? Well, that, that very much tied into... And I, and I thought it was... Um, you know, I, I always get sucked into kind of father-son stories, you know? I find that to be very powerful yeah. myself whenever they bring that in. So having already set up the father's beliefs, and really when you're reading it, I think you, you can see where the father's coming from. You know, you, yeah. I don't think the father's a raven lunatic or anything. I think, you no. know, he's he's right, really, you know. What he's saying is right, you know. It it's weird terrible. because they almost play him like that at the start, don't they, with the yeah. farting and stuff. He was he's, he goes That's to the sort right. of spear practice with the soldiers and he, he obviously doesn't want to be there, so he kind of tries to get out with it by mucking about and farting. Yeah, um, yeah. There's bizarre, <laughs> bizarre humour yeah. in it. But so it kind of makes you warm to him. Yeah. And then it actually came as a bit of a surprise to me when the son was, no, but I want to go, I want to do my bit. I thought, yeah. oh, this is the rebellious son. He's he's not going along with the father's ideas. So I found that, again, the father-son aspect and also the different political views. Yeah. You know, I still, um, when he's, you can see where he's coming from because he wants to go and for his country. But you can see, I mean, well, it's not, um, it's not, it's not subtle. I mean, he just stands and tells him, you know, you're a fool. You know, yeah. I didn't bring you up to be a murderer, eh? He's saying things like that to him. Yeah. You know, and he, so he thinks he's going off to kill people and to get killed himself and he's appalled and he, and so that's really powerful. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are just very abrupt with each other. You know, yeah. and there's, there's, there's a lot of sort of just sudden launches into street violence. Um, yes. Some of the bits that really got me were when the kids have a habit. It happens twice in a row, have a habit of just biting people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, biting their fingers off. Yeah, Gen and his brother yeah. get attacked. So they just bite this dude's fingers off. <laughs> yeah. And and such that later on when they're doing it again, people know about it and they're saying, "Oh no, these two they bite your fingers off," you know. <laughs> yeah, like they're known for it now. <laughs> That's fucking frightening. I'd hate to fight a you know a little kid who bit my fingers off. It'd be hell of you know. And the dude's <laughs> got no job, hands at the yeah. end. They're all bandaged, aren't they? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh dear. And then there's yeah. the bit where they finally meet they they go and see a friend and they get all they do is go on about sweet potatoes, don't they? It's their favourite thing oh, yeah. they talk about them all the time, eating raw, all sorts of things. And that's like gold is falling from heaven when they find a sweet potato because finally yeah. they can eat. And um they go off and see some friends and they're sort of got a wheelbarrow and they're wheeling back this sa- the couple of sacks of sweet potatoes and they think, Brilliant. You know, dad's you know, making no money, you know, they're they're all they're going to bed starving. And and they get confronted by a cop, don't they? Like a corrupt sort of um, homebeat kind of guy, and he's yeah. fucking beats them all up. There's a lot of just suddenly punching, yeah, people punching kids, yeah. It, it's a uh, yeah, but there, there is a lot more of that than yeah than, than you might expect. Yeah, and the thing is, you've got all this going on, and you've got this sort of almost sort of nasty underground dark ink look to it, you know, just sudden violence. But mm-hmm. the kids' faces are still manga faces to me. That's They're always, right, like, yeah. jumping up and down and singing songs and laughing and stuff, you know. Um, yeah. And this goes on for, God, 200 pages. And it, yeah. it's like it's... It's true that that policeman is horrible and he's yeah. given it 
you bunch of traitors and everything, beating yeah. up this little kid because he's eating the potatoes and that. But even before that, eh, when the dad was talking to them, he'd be like, what do you mean? Punch, yeah, you know. And go. Yeah. So, so it's like everyone's at it, you know. Yeah. All the characters are just punching each other all over the place. Just throwing themselves into fights all the time, yeah. Yeah, and pregnant, pregnant mother gets kicked, you know. Yeah. And all this. And it's, wow. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I'm curious as to how that fits in in a wider context, you know. Yeah. Is the manga yeah. full of that? Is that just? Is there just more of that going on? Certainly, certainly, it's a, it was a surprise to me, and I've read a lot of sort of what they call Gekiga, you know, this sort of that more adult area. Right. Um, but there is a uh, onward to unnoble deaths and stuff like that. There is a an overarching life is cheap kind of mood to stuff. Yes. Um, yes. Which very much um, floats through the start of this, even though we mm. get essentially kind of a soap opera and historical soap opera drama playing out almost like a kitchen sink drama you know about poverty and you know next door neighbors and who gets on with who and who ate who and you know and this sort of thing it i mean it is clearly there to emphasize the absolute fucking horror that suddenly happens um, yeah later on i know um there's a there's a very short interview you can find um with the creator online and he says i decided to use manga to confront the bomb um, which it, it really does, but he, in this sort of much longer version, he allows the people and the lives to mean something to the reader before he drops the bomb, which I'm guessing wasn't like that in the previous book you read, Dave. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, that was much shorter, that, wasn't it? That was uh, a lot more truncated, yeah. And, yeah. you know, it kind of, it's got a nice bit at the end about each decision to... You know, because this happened to him, and and, he, and his his mother dies, and all that, yeah. and, he, and the impact it's had on him, and and it it becomes his what he wants to tell the world about. He decides to become a, a cartoonist, and and it's kind of like a mission he's got. Yeah, it's quite in a funny way. It's kind of an upbeat ending. Yeah, I wanted, I was going to ask you about that. Is it is it an optimistic book? Yeah, yeah, he's like an adult at the end, you know. And, yeah. He's saying, "I've got to go and get back to work and things like that." And yeah. and you, and you see, you see his mother looking down on him. You know, cartoons are the path you've chosen. Do your best. And he's yeah. like, "I will." Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's good. Hmm. There's there's a really interesting movie. You can find it on YouTube, and it's called White Light, Black Rain. Um, and it's a 2007 HBO documentary that features survivors um, of the um, event. Um, it's in honor of, there was a, the, the first u.s journalist to explore the bombing and was a guy called john hussey and he wrote for um i think it was the new york times and he's the first person who started looking at that because the, you know there's this terrible shame and di disaster and you know in japan but also the americans basically fucking killed 150 almost 150,000 people mm -hmm. with a bomb many of whom most of whom were innocent um, yeah. it's got a really interesting history and we won't go into it all, but the one, the one, uh, funny enough in this HBO documentary, they interview, uh, Nakazawa. He's one of the, I think there's like six people they interview survivors. Um, and he has, he's, as you know, they do the intro page of him, you know, the intro image of him and he's holding up barefoot again in his hands. Um, it's a really interesting documentary, but one thing it does do, and this is so bizarre is there's an, there was an American TV program in the fifties or maybe early 60s, about it. And they had one of the survivors of Hiroshima on the programme, a black, old black and white grainy programme. 
and in it they introduced him to the bloke who flew the plane wow. the Enola Gay it's like just mind boggling that is yeah not uh, not a lot of um, not a lot of previous for what kind of conversations meant to go on there <laughs> yeah what are you meant to say yeah, yeah. But, uh, nice weather yeah. <laughs> yeah. wow that, that sounds incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, now there is. Um, so we move from the, the you know the and suddenly um, you get the explosion, and from then yeah. it's it's an absolute horror show from that point, Dave, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is. And so so many of the injuries and everything that are portrayed are awful as each yeah. page goes by, and even then the the betrayal the 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 characters are still intact because you know there's. That chairman, that horrible chairman and his yeah. son, eh, again, again finds them and and they're saying, help us. And he goes, oh, okay. So he helps them and out. And then when he needs help, they just run off. So they, yeah. they remain horrible. Yeah, he's, he actually says to them, why should I help you? And they said, oh, you know, you've got to yeah. help us, you've got to help us. And he does. So he sort of yeah. jams this, um, this, this pole in and lifts the building up off them that they've, you know, um, it, which has fallen onto them. Now, mm. I, mean, I, I actually think the implication of that is he saves them. Now, he yeah. if he'd have had more time and not saved them, he would have had time to save his father. It's kind oh, of where yes. I see it a little bit. Um, okay, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he has to sort of, the fire is encroaching and he can't stay there. He stays there to the last minute with his wow, mother. Wow, that's and they true, yeah. yeah. Good thinking there, yeah. yeah. Um, and the the one, that, the, I don't know why, the, other than the horse, you know, the burning horse that mm. runs through, which is just beautiful. Um you know beautifully horrific but the other thing that really gets me is the melting they it's hard to describe it in any other way but the people who are melting you know the these, these people around the skin yeah, yeah the skin coming off they're walking around with the skin hanging off yeah it's awful isn't it it's oh awful. it's terrible I, mean, I remember as a kid being home from school one day and they had a documentary on like in the middle of the day um i suppose i was only like 12 or 13 and i can still remember the people, you know, the, the black and white footage of the people, the survivors and stuff. Oh, um, yeah, just awful. And some of these people survive for days, you know, with this sort of, you know, in fact, his mother dis, um, survived for quite a while, didn't she? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And gave birth as well. Yeah, that's that's something that they go into. And I saw it a, a bit that really sticks with me is once she was, once she did die, eventually, she was... Um, she was like cremated, but there there wasn't anything left at all. It was just dust. That's right, yeah. And yeah so normally you would get bits of bone and stuff, but because yeah. the radiation had just destroyed her insides, exactly. it was just dust. Yeah. So yeah, that was God. yeah, that was emotional as well. There's such a haunting and strange energy to this comic that you don't find anywhere else. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I haven't. But, no. I, f I find um, it. I find it you know a, a very very unsettling experience to read it mm -hmm. yeah i'm actually um i've not put it together before but uh you know gary panter did his uh, yes. jimbo okay collection last year and there was a story in that at the end and, and that was that had a big section about a horse All right. and it was in a you know it was a really i'm wondering if if panter was influenced by this yeah i can imagine it's certainly something that's come across his table isn't it yeah yeah because he was talking about it being you know certainly related in some way to to these bombings and things you know yeah 
So now that I'm looking at this again, I'm thinking, I wonder if that was a direct influence on on Gary Panter, Jimbo. Yeah, I'll have to have a look at that, man. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought we could, um, we're going to pick out, I just want to pick out a few moments from the, mm. the comic we can talk about. But first off, the main um, the main difference, I put this on the Slack actually earlier today as well, um, the main difference that I found was quite bizarre. So there's a picture of... Um, there's kind of like a this is when we created the bomb kind of two or three pages aren't there you know the, the atom mm. bomb and in it in the japanese version is um einstein albert einstein standing there um uh, now when you actually look at that page in the i don't know if you've had a chance to check in your version yet dave but in my version which i've got the most recent one um it's, it's only really a couple of years ago i think they reprinted um again from last gasp in san francisco but mm -hmm. Einstein is replaced by someone who looks a bit like Mark Maron. <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that like that in your version as well, man? Yeah, it is. I had, I had made note of that page because I was interested in the way they've drawn the Westerners' faces. Right. You know, there's obviously the difference with how they've drawn the eyes and things. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. That, that's interesting. So they've, they've got a way of, of drawing... American people, yeah, it's different than everybody else. But it's and then, and then as you said, I mean, it was, it's different altogether in in the original. Yeah, it's clearly meant to be Einstein, it is. isn't it? I'm not wrong in saying yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah. And um, I put it on the Slack. I think it was Kieran um, who was saying he thinks it maybe is a a rights issue or something like that. Um, oh. Yeah, I don't know. It's a weird one, isn't it? When you're telling a his, I mean, I imagine that they, in actual fact, weren't standing there or watching it go off like that, you know. So it is kind of a dramatized version of the bomb going off, and they've added yeah, one stuff. Yeah, so that's right. Yeah. If it was just, I'm guessing, if it was just purely an historical moment, you would probably get away with telling the story about who was there, you know, you know mm -hmm. who was at the Battle of Hastings, or who was at the marriage of Charles and Diana, or something. You could just do it, couldn't you? Even there wouldn't be a rights issue, but because it's this sort of slightly fictionized ideal idealized thing maybe they'd had an issue previously with it and it's just stayed in there um yeah it's very strange yeah did you have any other moments you want to talk about or mention do any um, other sort of pages yeah i there was a story of um their cousin okay he joined the navy yes yeah. When, when they're saying, uh, it's when the son's first saying, look, I'm going to volunteer for the Navy. And he's like, what? It's when they're first coming up with this thing that there's going to be this big division. Yeah. And so his dad's saying, but remember your cousin, he joined the Navy and he came back and they show you he's, he's got no arms or legs. Yeah. And he can just about breathe. He's completely wrapped in bandages. He's lying there, incapable of doing anything. And then there's the crowds. You know, the neighbours are praising him as a war hero. They're all cheering. It's great. And he's lying there. And then once they get home, the parents have to watch their only son suffering every day. Yeah. They can barely make ends meet on the pittance that they get from the government. And the cousin is lying there saying, kill me, kill me, please. Yeah. And, you know... And that's the dad trying to convince him. He's saying, look, you can't, you think you can just go to war and escape a bullet? But the, the son's, he's gung-ho. He's wanting to do it. He's wanting to do something, you know? Yeah. Um, and then once again, dad's, idiot! 
<laughs> I'd abuse you, uh, slap, you know, we're off again. Yeah, it's always very sudden. Things always happen suddenly in yeah. anger, I always think. You know, you know, flashes of emotion and sudden anger and happiness, and, you know, and, and this epitomises that. Um, but how's about that for a sort of... How, how the society is telling you what war is, no, go and do your bit. And then even when you've done your bit and been completely destroyed practically, everybody's still cheering you. And then it's like, yeah. eh, we're done cheering now, so you can go home and your mum and dad have got to struggle and you've got to lie there and say, kill me, please. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's reality versus the uh, kind of jingoistic story, isn't it? Yeah, it's the equivalent of the, you know, the news item on the six o'clock news and then everyone will forget about you, you know. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. Um, one of my moments I want to mention is one I sort of, sort of mentioned earlier is page 166, which is when Gen and his family are out and he's with his dad. Um, mm. And they've just talked about, you know, painting peas on the roof and stuff. And mm. as usual, Gen is sort of dancing. He's always sort of dancing, isn't he? Jumping up and down and, you know, being, you know, that the image that he's on the front of your book and on the front of my book with that sort of wide-eyed look to his face, dramatic look to his face, he's always doing it. But at one point yeah. he says, um, who are those people yelling at? And there's a load of people at a fence. And he says, well, and he says, oh, Papa, look, American soldiers. And hurry up and die, Yankees! And there's actually a sort of crowd of Japanese people throwing stones at them. They're sort of working the ground, um, mm -hmm. and they're actually shouting at the soldier, "Hey, soldier, hurry up and execute them all!" Um, and he says, "They'll be shot soon enough. Go home." Um, and they, yeah. oh, those bastards killed my son. They should pay for it. Kill him! Kill him! Kill him! Um, yeah. Wow. I mean. Yeah. I yep. can imagine this is probably based on a true story about something that happened, you know, where they confronted the soldiers who were on who were some kind of work detail or something, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, and dad's and the dad, like you say, is in characters. Those Americans have families just like we do. War just makes people hate each other, kill over and over. And um, it goes back to um, uh, the, the creators, you know, Nagasawa's reasons for doing this book. It's not just the, you yeah. know, it's the horror of war. Um, yeah. Yeah, incredible. Um, yeah, what about you? Anything else you want to mention, dude? Uh, I think I brought up the things I was going to say. The, the father-son story. Yeah. The the Manhattan Project. Yeah. The, that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's full of... You could probably open up any page and you just powerful could, stuff. Yeah, yeah. you could. Um, he uses a lot of full-page spreads um, mm -hmm. to emphasise the attack. So we get like the horse, we get the page of, you know, there's almost like at one point he drags his mum out and, you know, saving her from the firing, the firing mm -hmm. house. And almost like from out of the wreckage comes five, ten people who's, who are melting. And one of them's carrying a kid that's melting. Yeah. And it's in this just 271 it is in my one. But you're like, fucking hell. It's just you can that, feel the, the melting, heat of that page. Yeah. yeah. The melting was bad. So was the glass had been shattered through the air and was sticking in some of the people that were walking around yeah she, uh, yeah the little girl's uh mommy my eyes i can't see and you just see her face and head and and just shards yeah shards all over her yeah terrible and so bad. Um, like um towards the noble deaths onward towards the noble death we we were talking about that people do break into song a lot in this comic don't they even mm -hmm. in the worst possible moment one of the last pages there's people in the sea or in the water and the one says sing everyone raise your voices and sing um and they all start singing but as they're singing they all drown and they sort of they bubble under and gurgle under yeah um that's right okay now yeah 
Yeah, maybe we need to yeah. send it to a certain uh, a certain person to the east of us to read this comic to put him off it. You know. Um, well, yeah, you can only hope. Yeah, I mean, I think we've covered most of the stuff. You know, there there is that. I've got other themes such as the harshness of life. I think we've talked about that. You know, the mm-hmm. the absolute mm-hmm. just instinct of survival, um, the hegemony, um, the um, the fact that it is. I think one of the things I was thinking about is this: is that really interesting convergence of autobio combining because the person was there with a historical comic. So we get we get either, don't we? We get lots of autobio comics. We get lots of comics about history, you know, historic moments. But it's rare that the creator was at that point in history and is, you know, it's an autobiographical comic about one of the worst attacks in the history of the world. You know. Um, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. The other question I was going to ask you, mate, to, to, for us to finish off is, can this comic be enjoyed? Um, well, I mean, it would depend on what you mean by enjoy, wouldn't yeah. it? I mean, yeah. you can you can find things, uh, uh, you can find them interesting, yeah, or you can find them exciting or, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think you probably can enjoy it, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're not going to sit there laughing, having a great time, yeah. in a traditional sort of sense. I I haven't looked over it again recently. Um, I think it's even better than I thought it was. Yeah, me too. And um, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I probably would say you could enjoy it, but you know, you can enjoy it like some other fictional story that's got a very serious topic. You know. Yeah, I mean, you can you can enjoy King Lear or Julius Caesar, but essentially, it's just about people getting murdered, isn't it? You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a similar thing. You and I think you can really respect it as well because yeah. you yeah. know that the author, the cartoonist, has got real experience. It's all coming from his heart. It's coming from his great expertise as a as a manga creator as well. Yeah, yeah. we're kind of lucky that that he's done this. I think we are super lucky that you know it is it is his best work it is his kind of his life's work and he really mm-hmm. kept at it when you think it got cancelled by three magazines you know um it eventually found its fame and found its importance and people eventually started picking it up and it sold millions of copies but at the start there it was it sounds like it was a battle to get it published yeah you know? um and you're right i think i gave it a read when i first got it you said to me should we do this and i bought it immediately gave it a read I think maybe at the time I was in the wrong mood for it and I sort of, maybe I glossed over a few pages and then last week in preparation for today I reread it and it takes you a while, Dave. There's so much to it, you know. I really got caught up in everything that was happening. It's almost, I think, there's that theory, isn't there, about getting your eye in with some artists. There's some artists you don't initially appreciate so much but when you really put the effort in, you really realise their value and I had to do that with this, I think. Yeah, it's not really John Byrne, isn't it? It's not an easy read, you know. No. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah. All right, mate. Would you say that? Yeah. I mean, you've been reading a lot of manga for 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 this these conversations and your ACP stuff. Yeah. And so has your eye got a bit more accustomed to? It has, I think. Manga, yeah. Yeah, it has mm-hmm. for the Gekiga stuff. Um, some of the fight manga. I still, I still can't do the sh- a lot of the shonen stuff, Dave. I can't do the Sailor Moon, One Piece. Mm-hmm. You know the the more flamboyant stuff, I suppose. Put it that way. The more mo- slightly more sort of modern styled stuff. 
Um, I find that harder. Um, but stuff right. like this, which is much more narrative driven, I think mm -hmm. I can. Yeah. Good. Yeah. What about you, man? Are you um, what sort of what sort of anime or manga would you choose if you went and picked something up? Is there anything in particular you go for? Or? Uh, I don't. I guess I'd be looking for something in the vein of of this. Right. Uh, and there's probably not a lot like this. Yeah. You know, certainly in the when the manga the latest boom was really getting going 15 20 years ago yeah it was i always used these things as an excuse to get in stuff you know so uh, in the libraries so okay so when all, all these superhero movies were coming out like thor or whatever i'd be like oh do you know what we should do uh get in the collected jack kirby thor you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah because that film's coming out so it would be that kind of thing so when you heard all your tokyo pop you know there was yeah sections full of that stuff in yeah. the uh, bookshops so i'd be like okay we need to get manga and we need to get barefoot gain in yeah you know i was quite choosy about what i would get in yeah within the knowledge i had you know which is limited i've got that but i'm, I'm not yeah, me too, man. yeah yeah it's like a whole other hobby isn't it from us mm. you know from yeah. us talking about len ween and marv wolfman and all these sort of people this is a whole other world yeah, yeah. i've got uh i've got like i mentioned it before before i think but M mike is big on manga right? so oh, okay you know i can always ask mike if he would recommend things yeah so i'm sure it'll be tapping him for yeah things i'll message as, him as yeah, so we, he thinks yeah. it's good yeah we got one more acp we're doing the wrap-up of it um that'll come out monday um mm -hmm. and we're going to sort of talk a bit about how we felt around it and what we've discovered and what we've leaned towards and what we've enjoyed and what we haven't um so that should be quite enlightening i think mm -hmm. um yeah, we had a few, a few sort of interesting episodes where I've certainly learned loads. Um, we've all downloaded the Shonen Jump app on the iPad, which is, believe it or not, one ninety nine a month. And there's thousands and thousands and thousands of comics on there. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty good, pretty good money-wise. So I can see why the kids are going for it, because it's not like four quid for a digital 22-page comic from Marvel or something, you know. Yeah, which isn't great, is it? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I have... Um... I have fancied over the years reading Astro Boy. Yes. Now, I read some of that recently. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because that looks fun. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. and then once I'm gonna, you... I think I'll tackle that next. Yeah, Tezuka's great. And there's loads of other stuff, slightly more adult stuff, that you can then sort of almost walk down the road into from Astro Boy and stuff. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone says Astro Boy is like ground zero. It wasn't, but it's kind of like ground zero. That's the wrong phrase, isn't it? It's kind of like the uh, the first step you should take in your manga journey sometimes, I think. Mm. Yeah. I did read Buddha about oh, 10 yeah. years ago. I read ago. the first one of that. Yeah. Yeah. That was an interesting one for getting into the libraries because you sort of look and you go, oh, yeah, yeah, kids call it. Yeah, fine. Yeah. You know, but then it had, it's got this little naked uh, winky in it, hasn't it? Oh, is it? Oh, right. I've yeah. Got, got the so first that, that became a, a wee discussion that had to happen oh, in the God. libraries. Well, that's yeah. the reason that um, Mouse got banned, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they had Mouse Willies in the background. Um, oh, okay. And I think this was banned. This has been banned in numerous Japanese schools and libraries over the years. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. Good choice, man. Very interesting. Uh, another another rabbit hole I went down on this on this podcast. Thanks for that, man. Um, just whoever we'll have a chat about you. So you you're a busy bloke as always, Dave. So as I understand it, you've got the hundredth episode coming out very soon of that comic smell, which you've already got in the bag. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was um, 
I thought, I thought, why don't we do issue 100? It's good. Yeah, I like You it. know, it was an idea that I thought was so obvious yeah. and so boring that maybe it was actually good. <laughs> you know, it, you know it, it went all the way around maybe, and maybe it was a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it sounds but, great. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, we did it anyway, because I knew I had um, a lot of issue 100s, because that's been another little perverted you know, collecting thing that I've always done. Whenever okay. there was an issue 100, I've went, oh, let's have a look at that then, you know. Yeah. So I yeah, knew so it was, it was always double size, wasn't it? It was always one to pick yeah. up. Yeah. Celebratory issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that, man. So um, I've got that on there. What, what was the one that was released? Was it 99's just come out, I think? Is that right? Uh, that or 98. Yeah, it might be uh, 98, actually. Yeah, yeah. So we, that's coming up soon. Yeah. Um, that comic smell issue two is out in the world now. Um, mm -hmm. I got mine straight away, ordered it straight away. Um, oh, great. How's that going, man? Is it going well for you guys? Or Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, I, I uh, you, you never really know, do you? I mean, I, I just carry on, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, a bit, I'm a bit sort of see no ships, you know? I'm yeah, just like, well, I'm not, we've done that, let's go. I'm not really one for sales I, spreadsheets. <laughs> Yeah, you know. sales and all that. Yeah, yeah. um, I, I kind of, you know, the first one was a, the first that comic spell was a Fred Egg comic. Yeah, to, to kind of get it up and running, you know. Yeah, I kind of bullied them all into doing it. But oh, the good. second one, I, I kind of went, look, I don't really want to <laughs> lead on <laughs> I, this. I, I, yeah. just say, yeah. I don't want to edit and this. You know, I'm doing my own stuff. You know, so you know, I'm happy to do another one, but I don't really want to run it. Okay. Yeah, and so that's why then uh, the guys came up with uh, what was it in the end? TCS Press. Oh yeah, and it's got its own big cartel and stuff now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's right. So I think it will continue. We're all up for doing it, and uh, you know we even argued about the logo. <laughs> uh, the, the, the TCS Press logo. There was there was a couple of um, a couple of designs, and of course I went, I like that one. <laughs> And everybody else went, oh, I like this one. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, oh, well, you know. And Mike but went to town on the cover, didn't he? Fucking hell. Oh, yeah. I love the cover. Yeah. Yeah, he threw everything in the cover. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, you know, I'm <laughs> delighted with it. I think it's great. You know, yeah, it's I great mean, fun, I, I do and, and getting so Henderson on board is always nice. Al's always good. Yeah, yeah. Al was good. And um, uh, Olivia had written that. In fact, I'm sure I spoke to you about it. Uh, this crazy Xanadu comic that she oh, wrote. Oh, yeah, that's right, you did. I should have told you. Is Olivia it's... Hicks the lady who's working for 2018 <clears throat> now? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. She's, she was in On Glem last weekend, wasn't she, I think? That's right, she was putting yeah. photos up of being in, in uh, On Glem. That was quite, that was quite jealous, cool. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, we'll see. Um, I would, you know, not to speak for everybody, but I'd say we're definitely on for a third one. That's good, man, yeah. Yeah. There's no pressure, is there? I know what you're like. You don't feel the pressure, but there's no pressure to do this stuff. You're just doing it because it's fun. Yeah, just keep yeah, going that, while it's fun. To me, it's yeah. another venue, you know. Yeah. To get to get stuff done. That's yeah. how I view all these things. Yeah. Uh, and also, it's the opportunity to to work with Mike Sadakat. <laughs> this the, that's the dream. Well, you know, you, you've got to try and survive the experience. It's a bit like the crystal maze. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like you come out a, a better person having been through this. 
<laughs> that's what I like to think. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Mike is just unbelievable. You know, yeah, you've got to listen. Know. If those who haven't listened to that comic smell, go and listen because the four of you have got great chemistry. I do, I do like the um the, the you didn't get to everyone on the last episode I was listening to. There was because I think you spent so much so long on um, Battlestar Galactica. Mm. Um, who was it who went? Oh, I haven't done mine yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was Nando. I think it was Nando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you he, he took it well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that had important things to say. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, Cylons yeah. and all that. <laughs> and what about your uh-huh. own work, man? Are you, have you got much else on the go at the moment? You, what's the next thing we can see from you? Oh, from yeah. Well, I did. Um, I just did a bit for Pocket Thoughts again. That, that US zine. Oh, yeah. That just came out and it was a it was a good it was called what was that one again uh it was about a bus stop every okay. every every friggin stop that's what it's called <laughs> and it's from the point of view of this bus driver you know yeah he's coming up to the bus stop and there's somebody stood there looking at their mobile phone and they're not looking to see him coming and he's like well are you gonna let me know if i should stop or not i mean what so that's the setup yeah uh every friggin stop and then and then um I don't know if I, I spoke to you, but Star Jaws kind of yes, finished. so Robin Barnard, yeah, yeah. So he had done a four-page thing for him. Yeah, he said, "I'm going to be finishing. Will you do a four-pager for me?" And I'd been having, I've wanted for a while to do a story about uh, kind of my childhood era of sci-fi. So right. I'm always think in my mind, there's kind of like a late seventies, early eighties, golden age of sci-fi you know okay and i thought for years i thought i'd love to do a story and they're all in it you know everybody's in it yeah uh battlestar galactica and doctor who and everything black hole all those things okay. i loved back then yeah yeah and so um then i was uh thinking well okay i'll do that i says i says to robbie yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll do you a four pager and then i thought well this is the time to do that story because that fits in with his kind of sci-fi thing anyway uh, for Robin and and I thought, well, why would they all be together though? Because there's a pretty big, you know, these gimmick stories. I mean, you can tell, can't you? It's like, hey, wouldn't it be great if everybody was together? Yeah, that's all. Mean. That's yeah. all there is there, and you sort of read it and groan, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I thought, um, I just I can't remember what made me think it, but I thought about the Wacky Races, you know, the cartoon. Yeah, 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 and Hill Morgan and, th- and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought. Let's do wacky races, but it's all them. That's cool. And they're all they're all flying their spaceships in this wacky race. So I did that. I ended up, and I, ca- I called it Wacky Space Race, nineteen eighty. So it's it was in his um, Star Jaws that was out last month, and it, and you can see that on his uh, Robin's website. Images degrading forever. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, we pimped that a few times recently with his. He did like a romance comic, didn't he? he did like a Valentine's right. Day one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you fancy reading Star Wars, I think Paul Rainey's in some of them, isn't he? Yeah, he does quite. A, he's in uh, most of them. He yeah, does a one-page yeah. thing. Yeah, a new canon. Because he's worked for Viz, and I think he won that Guardian Award this year, didn't he? The Observer yeah, Award, or whatever. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. That rings a bell that he did do that. Yeah, yeah, I know Paul a little bit. He lives near me actually. Yeah, I see him occasionally. Um, oh, cool. So nice. over and above that, I'm working on other things, but I don't know where they're going to end up, so I'll leave that until I know something. For the next one. Good. Yep. Yeah. Excellent, man. Uh, and where can we find you online, dude? You can find me at fredeggcomics.com. 
Good stuff. And where can we find that comic smell? You can find them. Oh, there's a website now, isn't there? Now, isn't it thatcomicsmell.com? I think you might be right, actually. <laughs> I oh, think it, it is. Yeah, yeah look it up. I'll stick it in the show notes. I always stick the I always stick that Brilliant. stuff in the show notes, so that's good. Nice one, dude. Yeah. Um, I have got a little idea for something that's going to come up, so I might put it to you in a few minutes. See what you think. But oh, um, intriguing. Good. Yes, <laughs> but thanks, for that mate. That was absolutely brilliant. It, a, a real um, thoughtful choice. That one, fucking, you know, it, it turned it's turned a couple of my days into like, Jesus, this is in you know what an interesting subject. I watched quite a lot online and stuff about it as well. But yeah. Yeah, great choice, man. And um, I'll say good morning now, Dave, and we'll keep talking in a second. Thanks, mate. Good story. Cheers, mate.